0: I'm Phil Mutz, VP of News and Entertainment at PureWow.
1: And I'm Dara Katz, Executive Editor at PureWow.
0: We are the hosts of And Just Like That, a Sex and the City reboot podcast.
1: Where we react, converse, spill the tea, and get carried, sorry, away on the new Sex and the City season.
0: Now is a good time to tell you that there will obviously be spoilers.
1: So join us as we revisit and relive Sex and the City. Phil, 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 Phil.
0: Dara, 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 Dara. Episode five, we are halfway through the season already. We are? That's crazy, right? It's it, it's only been four weeks, but we're halfway through the season. Yeah, because we got yeah. two of the first week. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Wow. Well, that's a bummer because I think this episode five, I didn't catch the title for it. I didn't see it. But um, Phil, I thought this was a fantastic episode. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I'm I'm glad you feel that way, uh, and I want to reveal how I felt about the episode. So I watched with my boyfriend Stephen. Uh, hi Stephen. We were uh, we hey, were halfway Steven. through the we were halfway through the episode, and I had to pause it for some reason. And I I said to him like, "What are you thinking?" He's like, "Eh," and I was like, "Eh." And then when we got to the end of the episode, And just like that, and just like that, we got to the end of the episode, and I said that was really good. And he went, "I know. I think that was my favorite episode." And I don't know what happened. In that amount of time span, but I, I would like to talk about it uh, we'll as there. we move forward. Yeah, we'll I get can there. tell you what happens. Talk about. Yeah, OK, <laughs> I, I would like you to please, <laughs> because I, I might have to talk it out in in real time. Uh, OK, so real quick, let's recap what uh, everybody just watched. So Carrie gets hip surgery, calls out Samantha on the podcast, courtesy of Pain Pills and pees into a bottle. A Miranda, Snapple bottle. A, a Snapple bottle. Diet Peach Snapple. Mm. Um, Miranda, a.k.a. Rambo, opens her son's lube, thank you Amazon, cheats on her husband with Che, and finally acknowledges her drinking problem. Charlotte makes a spreadsheet for Carrie's care, and grapples with Rock, changing their name at school without telling her or Harry. And Samantha has her first lines of the season, a.k.a. text messages. And just like that, We've got a three-month time jump.
1: Okay. I loved this episode, Phil. I loved every part of it.
0: Great. I love this. <laughs> I'm so happy. That this, this makes me so happy. <laughs> I just,
1: like, you know, I, I was kind of down on the show before, but I just mm-hmm. feel like every issue that I had with the show, which was, like, how they were dealing with getting older, which, by the way, 50, like, you look at these women, you're like, 50 isn't that old. 50 is the new black, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: I thought that this episode dealt with aging and um, Rock slash Rose's storyline of transitioning and Miranda's drink. Like, I thought all of those things that we were like, what is happening? Finally came to a payoff. Like, yeah. it made those horrible first episodes worth this fifth one. I think this episode is one of the best 38 minutes, however long it was, of television I've seen in a long time.
0: That's a large statement, I, and I I watch a so lot of happy. television. I I have so I do too, and I'm so happy you feel that way. I'm I think perhaps what happened for me, and it, I think you kind of just described it, is we finally got the payoff, and I feel like towards the second half of the uh, episode, everything kind of came to this like peak moment where you're like. Oh, I I mean, there's lots of things to talk about, but like, I felt like Carrie got her mojo back. Miranda has like this moment and and the scene with Carrie. Like, uh, I think there are a lot of things that just finally make sense to me and pay off. And now I'm interested. And we've talked about this on the podcast before where it kind of felt like the show, the series started at the beginning instead of starting in the middle. Mm -hmm. And perhaps this is where they should have started the season. But maybe we just needed to see all of that to get this payoff. Maybe it wouldn't have worked if they hadn't shown us. But either way, here we are. And to your point, uh, one of the things I just wanted to talk about, obviously, was the main plot point for Carrie, which was her hip surgery, which kind of was that amazing payoff, I think, which you just described, of we've been talking about these women who are out of their element being a little bit older than they were before. They're in their 50s, you know. And what a real thing for her to be using an umbrella to walk up the stairs. And she had Googled, "Eh, it's just normal arthritis in my back. And Mm -hmm. what a normal thing for a woman in her 50s to potentially be going through. And to see Carrie in this vulnerable, real fish-out-of-water moment where she came and put on her heels, I really, I liked that. Uh, I was a little confused for the first half of the episode, uh, because it seemed to be, like, the only real focus. But then by the end, when we, it, it, like, brought the friends together, we really, like, learned something about Carrie, and then she was able to have that last moment of the entire episode in that fabulous dress and her heels again. I was like, oh, this full circle moment, so beautiful. The I love
1: whole it. costume and styling and set design of this entire episode was <clears throat> chef's kiss. Like how she was dressed like Carrie, but more like an old lady, like old lady chic with her Mm -hmm. scarves and her like certain blouses. I just, and the pearls, I thought that was so thematically on point. And this episode was just filled to the brim with amazing theme work. I don't know if that's a term writers use, but I was so impressed by all the themes that came through so strongly, but not too on the nose It was perfect. And to talk about the clothes and the shoes for Carrie not to be able to wear heels. It's like if, you know, Carrie Bradshaw, you know, that's like losing part of herself. So to see her gain that back through this surgery and like to kind of to become defiant against this idea that they're so old, like it's not an old lady thing. It's a congenital birth defect, whatever that means, um, was awesome.
0: Yeah. And 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 see it physically with the stocks and sandals as she refers to them. Yes. Uh, like uh, seeing Carrie Bradshaw in socks and Birkenstocks so is funny. such a funny and jarring thing to see. Yeah, And I just loved everything about that. And I, I also love the like the Applebee's buzzer while she's waiting to go in for the her surgery. The comedy
1: was so much for me. For me, personally, Mm -hmm. the comedy was smarter in this episode. It was more about the showing don't telling like the Applebee's buzzer showed how like how far into the future we are. This is not your like not sex in the city back in the day doctor's office. Um, The Tom's joke was really funny. I just thought there was really good. The P joke was funny. Lots of good humor that again paid off by the end of this episode.
0: Yeah, and I think that the p there was a lot of pee talk uh, I noted, and I think that it worked because it was humor grounded in realism. Like, this is a mm-hmm. real thing. Like, how does somebody who just had surgery get to the bathroom? Their friend has to walk them there. What if somebody can't get there? There's the bottle. Go mm-hmm. in the bottle. You know what I mean? There's just so many great, It's uh, the Snapple bottle moments. that
1: she requested, and, like, that specificity yes. was so great. Because Carrie, like, Carrie's never been, like, about, she wants to go to the hottest restaurant, but we don't care really what she orders. She's always just eaten like a stack of Oreos for dinner, you know? So I <laughs> loved hearing that she wanted a payday and a diet snap ball. Like that was like, oh, I just, oh, and even the set design when we'll get to it, Che and Miranda are mm-hmm. boning in the kitchen. What? The set design is so great because in Carrie's kitchen, there's hostess yes. donuts. Yes, why did
0: we both notice the donuts on the, on the counter? I because went, I was like, my eyes were donuts? like,
1: boop. Cause I'm obsessed (laughs) with like hostess sweet goods, especially (laughs) Phil, I don't know if you can tell, I'm a little shaky. I am on my second day of keto and I am not (gasps) doing well. My voice is like
0: quivering. (laughs) Oh, are you allowed to, I don't even know keto specifics. Are you allowed to have donuts on keto?
1: No, Phil, no, No, my my body's like, what (laughs) are you doing? So that's why I noticed those. And then the pepper pepperage farm cookies too. And the oh, Chinese food—it just felt so like, oh, of course they would stop at the bodega downstairs and get those treats because where else do you get those treats?
0: So good, I love all the, the sp- very specific details. Um, but let's talk about it, okay? So Carrie's laid up in bed and she's asleep, and Miranda Can gets. I just drunk. say
1: I love Carrie's tense sleep face. <laughs> I love it. I think the <laughs> acting, the performances in this episode, all around, all mm-hmm. around, yep, were incredible.
0: Yeah, I particularly. I think this is Cynthia Nixon's episode. I think this is her Emmy episode. I think this is the one that they submit uh, for awards hmm. consideration. I think we'll get to that scene too with her and Carrie. But it's kind it of starts a two with two
1: parts scene, right? It
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because both
1: parts considered for she, Emmys, yes, exactly or an Oscar
0: and exactly. And I think that's this. It's really solid writing the way they're able to get through two parts. But it obviously, it happens because of this incident in the kitchen. Okay, so we're finally getting some sex on this reboot of Sex in the City. Uh that's great. Uh for one of our main characters.
1: Phil, it was not just sex. It was so intense. That it was orgasm. Like wild. It was like uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that orgasm I mean. Cynthia How did she Nixon... think Carrie
0: was gonna sleep through this? Oh, the choices well, that Cynthia stalk- Nixon made with th- with these orgasm sounds incredible it was incredible
1: to watch it was one of those things where it's like i am so glad i'm not watching this with my parents
0: yeah and it was such an interesting moment too because we get to watch it also through carrie's lens because Mm -hmm. carrie sees it as a voyeur through the mirror reflection and i was simultaneously making the same faces that she was making which were like shock and like Horror, but, like, like not horror space. at, <laughs> it, like, just horror. What about Steve? You know, there's so many things that, like, I you know, and and then Carrie simultaneously needing to pee during that moment. It's it just, it's really great.
1: They were both in this space where it's like, how did we get here? Carrie needs to pee into a Snapple bottle. And Branda's mm-hmm. boning in, like, cheating on her husband in her friend's kitchen. It felt so, like, dorm room, like college years were like, there were way less boundaries. And speaking of boundaries, I thought thematically this was brilliant because Carrie had just been talking on her podcast about how with friendship, there are no boundaries. And with her friends, they've never had boundaries. And that's where she kind of kind of explicitly brings up Samantha Jones going into her vagina to get the diaphragm. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Um, so Carrie was kind of on her soapbox about no boundaries. And then here she is, upset at Miranda for doing this within view, which obviously she's right, but at the same time, it just brought up all these like a mixture of emotions watching it, you know?
0: And to your point about it being a two-part scene, like I think what was so brilliant about the writing for this scene was that you're right, the first half was Carrie getting to have this moment where she's like, Something's wrong with you. How would you do this? I was alone. I was you're supposed to be here for me. What about me? Which is typical is Carrie. A, typical Carrie. And also like a real reaction, I think, when you right. just peed into a bottle and you just had surgery and you spilled all over your bed. Like it there's is this about is so her. many things.
1: Right. So it's like the writing again, it's so good to see like you arguing with yourself, like me watching it as a viewer, being like, oh, she's right, but she's also a little wrong. Like, it was just so brilliant.
0: And I'm glad that they did the second half of the scene where then obviously Miranda gets to, like, unload and cry. And so she says she hates her marriage. She hates her life. She wants there to be something more. This isn't enough. And it's just so wonderful because I, I think what what I didn't love about the Sex in the City original series ending and then also the movie ending is there were was a big bow on it where it was just like and they're gonna live happily ever after and it's so wonderful to see that she's a real person Miranda Mm -hmm. and that you know like her I have it together lawyer like persona actually unravels as life goes on which I think happens in real life like things change our desires change we realize Mm -hmm. we want more and like I don't think it's just a midlife crisis. I think it's just life. And I thought it was so beautiful the way it was acted and written.
1: They've done this before. I'm trying to think of other moments, but where like it just tied back to Miranda wanting to change the sheets. And like, I don't know what that moment was about, but it gave me the chills. It made me teary-eyed. Mm. Like, and And how they kind of, the power shifted from Carrie understanding that Miranda had been holding on to this forever. And Miranda saying that she hated her life like, forever? It's like, wait, yeah, you did get kind of forced into being with Steve, and you were never happy, and you were the reason that Big backed out of his marriage, like, and she, and Steve cheated on you, and Steve is, like, so annoying on the couch, He's and Louisa so is, can you imagine living oh with your gosh. son's like no. teenage girlfriend who talks about lube.
0: I mean, that's Miranda's fault. This should not be happening. I mean, even in that stupid scene that I didn't need where Louisa is like, my mother would never let this happen. I'm like, I, 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 Miranda should not be letting this happen, which is just a sign that she's just in a bad place.
1: You're right. It is a sign that she has like no control of her life, even though she mm-hmm. always has. And this is where I think the drinking actually paid off for me because mm-hmm. it was less of like, You have a problem, Miranda. And like, I don't think we're going to see her in going to meetings or anything like that. But she was, there's a reason for it. The justification. She started in the pandemic and then it helped her feel better. She could cover it up. She could cover up all of her pain. And then to like see her in that moment Sorry, I'm I'm long winded here, Phil, but like I love it.
0: You have so much to say this week, and I'm so happy about it. I
1: totally thought the book, which is a real book, I looked it up. Oh, it is a real book. has really great reviews on Amazon, like over five thousand reviews. Um, So if you're interested, it is there for you. But um, every, you know, I was like, of course, Charlotte sent it to her, and then I I didn't realize at all that Miranda had sent it to herself, which was I a know. great twist.
0: I loved that moment. That was such a, and I'm glad that that's the way it played out, not just for like a twist purpose, but because that means that underneath it all, Miranda all along knew what was happening. Yeah. You know, and I love that, that even her subconscious had this self-awareness that when she was wasted one night, she, she tried to get herself help. You know, and I, I love that she is able to, as in a sober moment or a soberer moment, because she's making a cocktail, uh, have the realization. Really that it was really
1: good. Her. I was upset she threw Action. it out. Like, with, when you slice <laughs> an orange like that and rub it around the rim, like,
0: oh. you
1: gotta drink it, Miranda. I also
0: was super sitting there trying to, I need to just go back, trying to figure out what she was specifically making. It, a I'm Negroni. sure that Was that what it was? Okay. Okay. Cocktail expert. Uh, so, Negroni's <laughs> gin. I got it. Okay. I knew that.
1: Though She was on her <laughs> iPad. I saw the recipe.
0: Oh, oh okay.
1: I also. I feel like Miranda has always looked so imposing in all the scenes, especially because Sarah Jessica Parker is so um, petite. And so I was, and even in her house, Miranda, Miranda just seemed so tall. And I don't want to say big, but I guess imposing again. And mm-hmm. um, with the chase scene, she seemed so diminutive. And like, mm. not in, not in like a weak way, but in a way of like, just seeing her in a different light almost. And seeing her not have all the power and just relinquish it to this person. And I was kind of obsessed with that fact. And I looked up their heights and Sarah Ramirez is like five, nine and Cynthia Nixon's five, seven. So I think that also like, just the physicality it. of it all yeah. was really impressive. Also, because Steve is small.
0: That's true. And I, I'm sure that's probably an intentional choice on part of the casting, which Steve, I never really thought about. it.: what
1: are it. chia seeds? <laughs> oh,
0: God. Thank God we're not talking about chia seeds. And also, thank God Steve wasn't in this scene or this episode. I, I know. We don't need. We don't did need. Did you.
1: Him just like he was absent in the episode. Phil, when Miranda and Che were getting it on, did you have a thought in your head about Steve were you like no no no, my (laughs) gosh I didn't
0: care about Steve and honestly like until I I think I I think again it was was we were watching it through Carrie's lens and it was so in real time as Carrie was having the moment like when she said your marriage that was probably about the first time like I had processed like, oh, yeah, also, this is cheating. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because so many things had just happened. And it was about like, you just, what about your best friend who's in bed who just had surgery? What about uh, th- that you just had sex in a kitchen in not your apartment? Mm-hmm. But, and then the fact that it took that long to get so many steps to, oh, and it was cheating. You're married. Right. And I feel like I figured it out as Carrie figured it out. Like there were just yeah, so many things unraveling. Yeah, it was like the last unraveling.
1: thing on my mind. I was like, yeah, whatever. That's the least of Miranda's issues here. I also thought it was interesting when in the pee scene, and we're going to talk about pee because we have to.
0: I love talking about pee. We talked about colonoscopies last week. Let's talk about pee this week.
1: <laughs> when in a
0: please, p- let's make a promo where I just say I love talking about pee. I'm I'm so. Can glad I get that you saying that a couple more
1: times, Phil? Just
0: different I can say it different iterations. ways too. Yes. I love talking about pee.
1: Yes. Please. Um, <laughs> please I loved let's move the scene on. where Carrie and Charlotte were in the bathroom this again like the show this episode was finally about like the deeper darker belly of friendship and how yeah. women and Anthony show up for each other in like really intense ways and I I just loved that peeing moment especially when like Carrie even grabbed Charlotte's belt. I, it just felt so intimate but so relaxed and it was funny and Charlotte's performance was, was beautiful in that scene as well.
0: And I was so glad that they gave Charlotte a, I mean, Charlotte's had a, a rough storyline in every episode so far. Yes. And I'm, I was just glad that she had a true friendship moment again. And it was the second of the episode that that scene was beautiful. But earlier in when prior to the surgery, when they're sitting at the the meal with Anthony and she pulls out a spreadsheet and I was like, of course, this is how Charlotte shows mm-hmm. her love. She just has this elaborate spreadsheet to make sure that everything is taken care of. And it doesn't feel about her in the way that the like the funeral spreadsheet right. felt in the in the earlier episodes. This felt just like a genuine, like, we are gonna make sure someone is there to carry you to the bathroom. We're gonna get you whatever you need. And I and then to see them have that private moment. And I'm glad Miranda wasn't there, that she was sent out of the scene, essentially, because yeah. of calling up Che. To go flirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which also should have been a, a red flag for us as viewers that she was about to make a a non carry forward decision mm-hmm. later in the episode because she just made one, which was not to just tell Che to go away. She went and sat down with Che for an entire meal. Right. While Carrie was upstairs. Right.
1: That's a that's a great point.
0: This is changing gears, but I do want to talk a little bit about the Samantha text messages um, because there were a couple of things that I really that I noticed about it. And I, I don't know if everybody noticed it or if I was just like. The only one. So obviously, she talks about Samantha Jones on the podcast because she's, you know, on her pain pills, um, which is a throwback to, I looked it up, it's season two, episode six, when it happens um, in the original series, where, you know, Carrie is secretly back hooking up with Big um, and she hasn't told everybody. But mm-hmm. so she had to go back and get a, a diaphragm. Uh, she goes back on birth control and uh, Samantha has to help her get it out. Um, so she texts Samantha about this, but one of the things I noticed was that the last text message, Samantha responded to, which we didn't know about, and the date on the last text message, and this is too much, isn't a date. It says Thursday. And that was the one she sent the day of the funeral. So does that mean the entire series since the funeral has been less than seven days? No. Because the previous text messages all have dates, like April 16th, whatever. And the one that says thank you and is responded to by Samantha saying, of course, is dated, It does no date, it just says Thursday.
1: Maybe she is that a did like mistake? a delayed reaction. I think it's a really great observation.
0: But Carrie's text says Thursday also, I don't know. It might just be a mistake where maybe we are supposed to think this is all happening, like the stalking of Natasha. All this has happened in a seven-day period. That just seemed a little crazy to me.
1: No, because Carrie said it's been two months since um, when they were sitting at dinner or oh. at, with Anthony and the girls. She was like, the last two months... Blah, blah, blah. All this so then this has happened. to
0: just be a mistake that we are or we are calling out right I'm here on the podcast. I'm calling the manager,
1: okay, of Sex in the City. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed they missed this. I, I, I thought the, of moment, course, though. was a great little...
0: Mm-hmm. Samantha response.
1: Yes. And then her responses were perfect.
0: Oh, so good. It really felt like Kim Cattrall was there. I, like, I wrote down, I love that your vagina is getting airtime. And I was like, what the... That's the perfect thing it's to perfect.
1: say. I love that your vagina is getting airtime. Like, That's so
0: good. I just you could you could feel her back, which I yes. really loved about this, even if it was only two text messages. Well,
1: Phil, I can't shake the feeling that Samantha's uh, coming back. Stop.
0: How no can she way. not?
1: How can she not? <sighs> Especially considering that Samantha Kim Cattrall didn't want to do the show in the first place because it was all about Carrie dealing with, uh, he who shall not be named, <laughs> um, yeah. death. Um, so. Now that a lot of the storyline is just about where's Samantha and there's this kind of like big hole obviously missing that they wrote into the show for her. Her presence feels even larger than if she was there. I wonder if she's like agreed to come back to make that surprise.
0: The coup of all coups if they actually after the this public feud all coups. to get Samantha Jones if they got Kim Cattrall to come back. So if they do, I envision it as a like The last episode of this season, perhaps this series, uh, and, you know, the car door opens or the apartment door opens and she's just standing there. I can't envision a world where she gets written into scenes, but maybe. No, I could see
1: her showing up and being like, did someone say cock ring or like whatever (laughs) they're talking about, you know?
0: Yeah, you have that famous line of Samantha's, did someone say cock ring? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see it. Yeah. Um I oh, I hope to God that's the case. I mean, it would just be so wonderful. I, and again, HBO has been, you know, and everyone behind this show has been so good at uh keeping this in the the zeitgeist uh that's not about Chris Noth and all of that awfulness. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing such a good job that I think this twist would be another twist to just keep it in the conversation even after the series is over or give everybody else a reason to go and at least watch the last episode. You know, that first mm-hmm. episode everyone was talking about, even if they didn't watch the whole series, they watched that episode. And I think they could do the same with a moment like that. Totally. Amazing. Samantha's back. <laughs> I think first. she's coming.
1: I think she's coming okay. and we all better better take cover. So I, I want to talk about one of my bullet points here. Phil simply says excretion. Um, hmm. and that stands for ping and pooping. Now, I, I am. It's not that I am just, you know, a potty mouth. This was a big theme of this episode, and they did it brilliantly with Carrie peeing in her bed, bringing it up with Anthony in the beginning, and then also with Che talking about diverticulitis, which I googled.
0: I also googled it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, real sidebar. I think Che is a narcissist. That Like, why why are they talking about themselves all the time? But um, diverticulitis is a gut disease of sorts. Am I getting that right, Phil?
0: That's the gist of of what I was able to Google <laughs> without having to look at too many, you know, Google images.
1: There's two bathroom scenes. Oh, my God. Wait, Phil. In the moment where Miranda pees on the toilet after the whole sexcapade and Carrie ping on her bed...
0: Oh, that I didn't even so catch brilliant. that. Oh, I didn't even catch that she got to go to the bathroom in the bathroom yes. after not getting her friend to the bathroom, who just needed to go to the bathroom. Close oh, the door. That's so
1: yes, good. it was so. Oh, good. I didn't even. So this oh. idea about like relieving yourself. Tell me if this is going too far. Like relieving yourself, but also it is like going to the bathroom is like it feels great, but it's like holding it in. Is horrible so miranda like i just thought the metaphors were really there kind yeah. of i know that yeah. sounds kind of crazy but no. it was kind of like this is we're not just dealing with the beautiful real estate of the last episode now we're getting into like the nitty-gritty of everyday living and like kind of the the grosser things that we don't want to acknowledge but happen all the time and they all kind of came out like Miranda did.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that we, even though they might be a nar- narcissist, uh, Che does kind of have that first overt way of talking about diver- uh, this issue and this theme by saying that they were finally able to break out of their Cheryl cage mm-hmm. um, and that their symptoms kind of went away as a result. and And just even just acknowledging that they were maybe making themselves sick uh, mm-hmm. even though that's probably not it, it, feasible, Don't take medical advice from me Yes, b- exactly. But uh, I think that that was that first moment, and I think it really speaks to Miranda. And I think that that is the first, well, another nugget, because again, Che has done this in previous episodes where they and Miranda have been just one-on-one, and they've had this opportunity to impart wisdom to Miranda, whether knowingly or not. And there's another moment where Miranda gets to really think about her life and I think it really sets it up for that next scene when they're together in the kitchen
1: and just another sidebar this episode was written by Samantha Irby who is a brilliant humor writer um, and I, I think that really showed in this episode but then I was also just looking at her Wikipedia and it said that Irby struggles with Crohn's disease and degenerative arthritis um, and I just thought that was like like oh. of course because these things The issues with the gut and Carrie dealing with arthritis, like it just felt really, even though it wasn't arthritis, it just felt there was truth to it.
0: Yeah, very specific and true to life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so interesting.
1: Okay, so Phil, we have to talk about Rock, who is Charlotte's child, Rose, who has decided that their name is now Rock. And everyone at school is calling them that, but Charlotte and Harry do not know. Okay.
0: Okay. I I only say okay in that way because in previous podcasts, we have both acknowledged that the kids' storylines are not the storylines that interest us the most. But I am glad, as you pointed out earlier, that we are finally getting a payoff with The Rock storyline. Let me know your thoughts.
1: This worked less as a child storyline. Again, I do not want a kid storyline. I have a baby at home. I have enough. This was more about um, Charlotte and Harry, and I thought it was so well done, like, it was so much better than the stupid scene where Charlotte rolled out of the bed and it showed it it was funny, the whole storyline I'm talking about. It was funny and it was smart and it was heart-wrenching. I just, I thought it was really when Harry says to Charlotte about being humbled from somebody else telling you about your child, I was like, oh my God, that must feel humiliating to not have known this. Even though Rock put out a TikTok, which was funny, I understand their pain
0: yeah it's an interest it's a really interesting way that they the writers do this because it gives them an opportunity to not just have to make a choice about how we're going to react and best love our child but they also have to deal with betrayal because their child for whatever reason didn't overtly tell them that they were changing their name and this tiktok it it adds another layer to it because of course who like i don't know who who in their 50s is watching 11 TikToks from their <laughs> their child every day? Like who? I, I just it's impossible. So, of course, they would miss this news. And of course, Rock of this generation would just think, well, yeah, of course, I, I put it on a TikTok. It, it wasn't even a question. It was as if Rock had already given them the them information and surprised that they would even be bringing it up. It was a very interesting, very current way to re- un- unveil all of this information.
1: I thought it made up for some of the very clunky conversations on gender that happened in the previous episode with Anthony.
0: I agree with that. And then to have them sit down with the teachers, uh, I thought that was it was was just such an interesting power dynamic because Charlotte is so clearly trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and be as supportive and as possible and be the best mother. And at the same time has a million questions. Harry doesn't even know what to say because the questions are just overwhelming him. And it just seems like they are paired with these two professionals who just have all of the answers and know exactly, because that's what they, they deal with you know kids every day and and uh, have clearly dealt with these issues before mm-hmm. uh, and just know exactly what to do. And it was just so interesting to see that contrast. And I really liked that scene a lot. It was very, it was not fun to watch, but it felt very real to watch.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see the characters actually be challenged and live up to that challenge.
0: Okay, so shifting gears just a little bit. Let's shift, baby. I wrote down Carrie gets her mojo back. And Mm. I... Obviously there's that moment at the end of the episode where it's clear the Carrie gets her mojo back but you know she puts on the heels and that fabulous disco dress mm-hmm. in the closet it's just beautiful 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 but two moments earlier in the episode where I was like oh 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 we're going to get the, we're going to get the good stuff mm-hmm. we have uh we have Prince Boner the guy from Hot Fellas who like <laughs> carries her up the stairs which is an amazing moment and you just amazing. see the look on her face when this hot man is like I'll carry you, and Amazing. then in the physical therapist therapy office, when she gets Travis, and she is just couldn't be more giddy and thrilled. A
1: deep tissue lower body oh massage. My gosh. Like, I
0: was like, I was like, where does Travis work? I I'm going. I've to I've never Travis. seen a PT
1: office that chic. I have. It to was say.
0: A, it was a really nice PT office. I also had super. I had so many questions about why insurance would cover one physical therapist in the same office, yeah. And then not the Blue other. Cross
1: is like, yeah, we only cover like hotties up to a point you know
0: yeah yeah it's just too hot for us to but again
1: the humor when they showed Emmett <laughs> and his little <laughs> smile Poor Emmett. I was like oh my god <laughs> Emmett My insurance hopefully covers you. I love you.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Emin is a great physical therapist too. Um, But I really just liked that Carrie was like flirty and just felt like she felt like a sexual being again. Like it just felt very like, and obviously again, this is what perhaps why I liked the second half of the episode or I liked the episode after seeing the second half more. And I think it's because we got to see Carrie go from the struggle and this hardship and this physical thing she's going through to this like, real like transformation and you get these two little moments that are on that journey to Mm -hmm. seeing her in that last moment of the closet uh you're also forgetting i think
1: the doctor at the
0: um oh super attractive that's yeah he
1: was like about talking about his dating history or whatever like there was potential there like it Mm -hmm. was just like boom 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 and then Emmett.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Emmett, we get the laugh um but i really think this is setting us up for some and we already know that in the future episode. There have been pictures that Carrie kisses another guy, at least one. Um, so we know she's getting a love life. And I'm just glad that even if it if it's whether it's dating, whether it's just like uh, maybe we fast forward and she's in the middle of a relationship because we just mm-hmm. jumped three months. I don't right. know. Um, but whatever it is, I'm just really excited that that's going to bring her back to her Carrie self where she just gets to like, I don't feel like like a sexually desirable again which i'm sure is really hard after you've lost a partner you know
1: oh my god i'm of course and back to the costume design of this episode her kind of i wouldn't say frumpy just grandma chic apparel that changed first of all i want the blanket that she takes to the hospital with her
0: that looked so gorgeous i was like was this in the series why why is this blanket yes
1: The bag, I wanted everything. I mean, I loved her hospital chic Vermont art teacher, whatever. But when you're looking, when Miranda's sitting on the toilet watching Carrie trying to pee, or from from the bathroom view through the closet, Carrie on the bed, you see some clothes. And I feel like all the shots that go through her closet and just like that have been telling in some sort of way and symbolic. And in those shots you just kind of see some browns and some grays and maybe a fur coat that she wears in the pilot. I couldn't really tell. But then in the end, just like that at the end, we have a reverse on the shot and she's in this gorgeous disco dress and you see all of these colors flowing out of her closet, including the tulle skirt that she wore one or two episodes ago. I just thought that was brilliant.
0: Such a beautiful observation. Dara, I love that. And I love uh, that we are... Back to loving this series. Maybe we were never there, but we are now.
1: Should we um, have a little and just like that discourse before we head out?
0: I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: And just like that, we see the foyer of Carrie's West Village brownstone.
0: So great. So great. And just like that, Charlotte had a perm in seventh grade.
1: And just like that, can Charlotte's PTO moms pay full price for these field trips? They obviously go to a private school. (laughs) Why are they trying to get a discount on everything? And why are they going on so many field trips? They should be in school sometimes. (laughs) They
0: should be in school. Uh, And just like that, Anthony says this is his first meal with just the girls. That can't be true. Go back. He, He says it. I don't understand what he's talking about. He's probably just trying to acknowledge that Stanford is not there and he's there in his place, but...
1: And just like that, DM me if you want to chill again soon. Oh, that's not setting Miranda up for success.
0: No, no, no. And just like that, we're halfway through the season. There's only 50% left.
1: (laughs) Phil, and I look forward to talking to you about it.
0: I can't wait. We have five more amazing episodes coming our way. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Please subscribe, rate, and leave us all those reviews. You can follow us on Instagram at shows or at PureWow. You can follow me at Dara,
0: And you can follow me at the Real Phil Mutz. And help us grow by sharing our podcast with your friends. We'll be back next week.
1: And just like that, a Sex in the City Reboot Podcast is a PureWow and Gallery Media Group production.